For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's Friday, baby. It's Friday. And the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I, I think it is a an indicator of middle age when you, you look forward to 48 hours of not doing anything. Uh, that's my big plan for the weekend. Uh, but before we get there, we have some crap to talk about. And I, you know, a, a, a thought came out on the air earlier on Where in Rima that I hadn't really planned on putting out there, but it's something that's definitely in my head. And so I want to talk about that for a few minutes here at the very front end of this thing. Because we got Eric Adams making an ass out of himself. He, New York is going to be destroyed, man. He's got some migrants apparently showing up there. You know, we fart more illegal aliens in 30 seconds than Eric Adams ever gonna, is ever going to have to deal with. But New York City is going to be destroyed. We are very obviously gearing up or revving up or hitting the on-ramp for another uh, bout of COVID to, uh, well, we got an election to cheat, you know. <laughs> got to get them masks on, get that shot, man, get the booster, get the vaccine, or you're going to start killing people. Uh, and, uh, I, I, you know, I think at the heart of a lot of what's going on right now, frankly, is China. You'll find China. All right. You'll smell some fried dumplings. I, I think at the heart of a lot of what this country is dealing with, with right now is yes, frankly, about the, the destruction of what this country is, uh, in sacrifice of what, uh, I guess a whole lot of people want it to be. Uh, you see it. I mean, uh, I see it. We all see it. Uh, even fold all that tranny crap in there. And really, the tranny crap, I- I've said for a long time, that community has been weaponized for political reasons. Uh, and one of the political reasons you weaponize a tiny ass, if it's even a community community, <laughs> uh, is to... I, at first, I thought it was about control and normalizing people to absurdity, and you you see as many fingers as I tell you I'm holding up, right? You know, we want to normalize accepting whatever whatever the government tells us, right? Two plus two equals seven or nine or whatever the hell we need it to equal at any given moment. And, I, and certainly, I believe that's true. But a lot of the weaponization of the trans movement as it is right now, is also about the, the, the erosion of uh, certain you know, definitions of people, what it means to be a person. Okay, in the weaponization of, of that community, you're, you're destroying the whole idea of moms and dads. You're, you're destroying personhood itself. And personhood and your ability to be a person and live the life you choose to live, whether you're successful at it or not successful at it, is what this whole damn experiment is about. America. What, it's what the whole idea was and is, or at least it used to be. 
And we're, we're, there's a lot of hopped up rhetoric right now, and I've put it out there myself, and I'm sure you're feeling this angle of it too, that, hey, kiss my ass. Hey, I'm not going to comply. I'm not going to surrender to you people. This is America. I'm going to stand my ground, man. And I, and I believe in that ethic, and I, I, I embrace that as well. I'm, let me tell you something. I am in total kiss-my-ass mode right now in my life. I really am, whether it's my relationship with the country or just in general. That's where I am. Uh, and I, I think we need that. Chip Roy's right. That we're, in, we're in the moment here. It's game time. Okay, we, we, we either got to start standing up for the truth and, and uh, frankly, uh, the truth is, is what made this country great and what brought this country into existence. People wanting truth because there's one true thing about human beings is that we are born free. And this country and its founding documents and what this country is supposed to be and what it has been for the most part in its brief history is a place where human freedom is respected. What about slavery, Sean? Well, as I brought up, you know, a couple of weeks ago, in our history, we actually dealt with slavery fairly quickly compared to a lot of other countries on planet Earth at that time. Not saying it was perfect, not saying it was great that we had slaves, but yeah, we did deal with it. The idea of America, and it had to catch up, the civil rights movement, in a sense, was a way of catching up to our own ideals of of that you know, the person's freedom to live their life however they want to live their life is tantamount. That's, that's the Parthenon. That's what this whole thing is based on. And we're losing it. We really are losing it. We're really seeing the very foundations of what this country is being taken to with a sledgehammer. I mean, it's, it's right in front of you. And so, yeah, we've got to fight. We've got to stand our ground. I agree with all that. But I want to ask you if maybe you're having some thoughts too. And maybe it's because of where I am in my life and, and what age I am. But there's also, apart from my kiss my assness, uh, there's also a sense inside my head that, you know what, it may not make it. This country just might not make it in, in the form uh, that or the kind of country it was that I grew up in. It, it may not just it may not survive all this crap. And, and the America I leave or, or die in or sometimes, you know, someday when I exit the stage, it just may not even be recognizable in any way, shape, or form from the America that I grew up in and that you grew up in. And there's a part of my mind that is just sort of embracing that reality. And in that, in that idea, what I'm doing is every day I wake up, I'm like, well, I'm just going to enjoy the hell out of America today, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm really just, wow, another day in America still sort of being America. I don't know how long we have. I don't know how long this is going to survive or if it's going to survive. But damn it, for today, I'm still living in the, in the United States of America. And really, this is a mental health tool to deal with bullcrap. Because the, the bullcrap in this country right now is unfreaking relenting. And beyond that, it's also absurd. I mean, again, the, the tranny trip is kind of one of the, probably the best example. I, I saw a guy on... Uh, the Jesse Waters show last night. Did you guys talk about this earlier? There, there was a, and this, I think it's an old story, but I think this guy's done a new video. But he said he's a dude, he's a tranny, and his whole mission in life right now is he wants to get a uterine uh, implant. He, he wants to get a uterus. He wants to be the first trans woman 
who gets a uterus and then gets pregnant so that he can have an abortion. And, you know, I, now I, I don't know to what extent he's a fame hog, and, and I'm just give him, giving him what he wants, but just look at it on the surface of that. That's crazy. There is no sanity in that statement. There is, there, you know, I've been around fame hogs my whole life. I've been one for most of my entire life. And, yeah, people will claim all kinds of crazy crap to get attention. But if you really just let that statement hit you, I think, and embrace it for how freaking absurd it really is, I think that reveals a lot about where we are right now. Because you know what? That, pu- that puke is an example of, of, of the great weakness of this country and why maybe it's all going to go to hell and go spinning down the toilet. Okay? That guy doesn't care how stupid and crazy that sounds. He has absolutely no concern for how ridiculous and insane that idea is. But his desire for attention overrules that. Because we, we do live in a YOLO moment. It's all about me. We are living in the me generation. And people confuse meanness with freedom. People com- confuse, you know, self-obsession to a certain extent with the, the idea of freedom and what freedom is supposed to be. Freedom isn't necessarily about doing whatever you want whenever you want. Everybody else just has to deal with it. There is an inherent responsibility that we all sort of share in embracing and living our freedom in that we still have to maintain a civil society. We still have to have laws so people are punished if they do certain things to other people, right? The the idea of America is rooted in freedom, yes, but it's also rooted in, hey, we're all free, and we're all going to defend freedom together. That's what happened at the Alamo. People gave up their freedom and gave up their lives with the idea that somebody else would have it and be able to enjoy it because of what I sacrificed. The idea of self-sacrifice has already gone spinning down the, down the toilet. It's already gone in the American idea, in the American debate. And that meanness and that, you know, it's all about me. Uh, you could fold a lot of stuff into that, you, you know, uh, uh, it, it, people who support border policies that are obviously killing other people and their lives suck and they're trafficked and they're enslaved and they're brutalized. But you know what? I'm a Democrat, so I got to support it because, again, it's all about me. And and that's where when I when I see, in a sense, the rot of self-absorption in this country I don't have a lot of faith that we're going to make it as, as a country, that, that this, this is going to remain. Because we look at our politicians and the swamp dwellers as being extraordinarily self-obsessed people, which is exactly what they are. But they're not the only ones. That idea permeates our society right now, and that's our greatest weakness. And that's where sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to make it. Uh, I'm going to enjoy it while I have it. 210-599-5555. Should I take a break or take Mark? Take a break. We'll take a break and then come back to Mark. Mark, hang on. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
20 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Talking about the future of America once again. Once again. <laughs> yeah, is he going to make it? What do you think? 210-599-5555. Mark, Mark, how you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I just wanted to add, you know, to the topic that we're talking about, man. Ever since Joe Biden became president, there's three words that describe his administration and what's going on in the you know, United States today. Waste, fraud, and abuse. Yep. There's nothing good at all that I, that I can say. No, oh, I agree. I agree absolutely. It's 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 horrible. And at the heart, you know, look, if you at the heart of fascism and the people who want fat, because that's what we're talking about. In my opinion, we're not talking about socialism is a nice way of putting it. You know, if you're a liberal arts major or a first year poli sci idiot, you know, you love tossing around the word socialism. But what we're really talking about is fascism. It's really about a small amount of people controlling everything. And that is the that is the very definition of self-absorption. Your lives don't matter. The sanctity of this country doesn't matter. The security of this country doesn't matter. People's lives don't matter as long as I get what I want. And, and I'll tell you, that's ultimately what's going to take this country down. You're right. I mean, everything you said was right. <laughs> Happy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's just it's a mess, man. I oh, concur. God, man. So yeah, God, right, God, God be with us all, man. Let's go to uh, Steve. Steve, how you doing? Good, buddy. How about you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? All right. I'm one of six defendants in the Biden bus federal lawsuit, and I just want to update everybody on it. Listen, our what is this now? Let me I will just uh, reframe what you're doing here, just so because I'm I'm unfamiliar with this. What 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 is this? All right. Remember when the Biden bus came through New Braunfels? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And right. It was surrounded by Trump. Well, me and my wife and I kind of was part of that. We organized some of that. And I got we you. are in a federal lawsuit, and they're suing us on the 1871 KKK Act. Oh, are you, you serious? Heard, no, that. I haven't. I, I've heard of the Act, but I really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're, we, we just sat through 35 hours of depositions. Our trial is in December. And listen, they are asking, I'm a pastor of a church. And they are asking questions to us of, you know, what kind of guns do I own? What do I preach at my church? And uh, basically, I told them it's none of your business. And um, but we had a good discussion during my deposition of cultural Marxism. And these people are such an abuse of our judicial system. Seven hours of depositions on nothing. So let, so let me get this straight. So you organized a protest around an, a migrant bus going through New Braunfels, and you're being sued by the by the government uh, on uh, yeah. on this old uh, uh, KKK law. Yes, and wow. we're being sued by a a place called Protect Democracy, and this is a five hundred one c three who Soros is dumping money in to come after U.S. citizens. Oh God. Well, God bless yeah. you for. I mean, what what's your plan? I mean, what do you what do you you, you had all this de- these depositions yesterday? What what do you what do you see your future as? Well, here's my future. I am not me and my wife are not represented. Well, we are represented by by God, right? He's representing right. us, and uh, me too. We're just going to go through it as patriots and keep praying and see what God does. So they asked you how many guns you own. Yep, and you know what I told them? I said. 
I, I raised my index finger and I said, a gun that you can put this finger through the trigger guard and pull it. And he said, <laughs> by oath, you have to answer the question. And I wow. said, it's none of your business. Wow. So, yeah. Well, good luck, Pastor. I, I you know, I, you're fighting the good fight. And uh, that, look, uh, it, and I appreciate the call, man. God bless you. Look, the, the, again, you, you don't have to be Mike Lindell for these people to, to get you in their sights. Look at, look, what look at how they've uh, gone after, uh, the IRS has gone after people who were pro-lifers. Uh, you, you have uh, the government uh, going after uh, ordinary citizens every single day just for what they believe or express or, or maybe, yes, sometimes going to the streets and protest. But that crap's getting worse, man. He said 35 hours. 35 hours? That's a day, over a day no, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking a work week. What if he has a job and, and this person can't go to work? That's basically a work week. They're, they're abusing him. They're, they're trying to screw him up. They're trying to mess up his life. That's what you see time and time again. They don't, you don't, you, boy, if you don't, if you don't march lockstep in the, inside the orthodoxy right now, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's about migrants or it's about trannies or it's about climate change. They're coming or your kids you know, not being uh, forced to look at pornography and uh, all this gender crap, they're going to come after you. I believe he said he was one of six people in this lawsuit. So that he was the one who had 35 hours. 35 so hours? So the other, the other five people had to go through this too? I guess. I'm it's, they're trying to you know, scare you. Look, pe- people's lives are ruined right now. I mean, it, again, this is America, right? People's lives are ruined because they like a Facebook post or they utter some words, <laughs> you know, that, that, that make up an opinion that you're not supposed to have these days. I mean, honestly, I told you a couple of weeks ago, I, I tried to sit through the 1980s version of the film version of the Orwell novel, 1984, and I got about 30 minutes into it. And it's too close. I got all freaking depressed. It's crazy. Uh, where are we? David, how are you doing? I'm trying to stay sane, son. What's that? This world's gone crazy. I'm trying to stay sane. This world's gone crazy all around me. I'm trying to figure out, am I the crazy one? Did the world go crazy? What's no, here? you're not. <laughs> you are. You and I are not the crazy. I never thought I'd hear myself say this of myself, but I, you, we're the sane ones. We really are. Okay, just making sure. It's, it's, it's national uh, gaslighting, baby. Oh, there we go. That's what it is. You have a wonderful weekend, <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're saying, David, we're saying, keep speaking the truth. Look at you. You're the one talking people off the ledge now. What the hell, man? What an inversion. I'm so proud. What a ch- changing of events, man. I'm usually the crazy a-hole in the room. Right. <laughs> the, the whole exchange listening to it made me nervous <laughs> me too oddly yeah, right it's like, man, so our, I, I our, our little sean has grown up i'm just you know it, i'm just peaceful <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in my freaking life i'm just peaceful man no one's gonna harsh my life buzz right now and that, that you know, I'm really, and, and, and especially when you're in a moment where, that we're in where everything does seem to be unrelentingly crazy and weird. Right. You really do have to take ownership of your own sanity and your own peace of mind. You know, and, and you, you just have to, you, you do. Now, how that translates into social activism or, or what you're going to do as far as what you're going to go along with and what you're not going to go along with.
I don't know. That's that, that's uh, I'm, uh, that's not what I'm talking about right now. One thing I have learned over the past few months uh, and over the past couple of years is that you are making a choice when you allow things to get into your head and to bother you. you you're the gatekeeper of your own sanity. Uh, and, and in that place, there's all kinds of weird crap that can go on, and it'll slide right off you. And, and th- this is definitely a moment where you need to be protective of your own mental health because pretty much every corner of society and culture right now are, uh, you know, they're in assault mode on your sanity. <laughs> they, they, they do not want any of us to be sane, okay? So keep the faith, baby. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Your smart speakers are only smart because they listen to KTSA. In the car, at work, at home. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my little show. And we got somebody who wants to talk. Let's go to the phones. We're playing it kind of fast and loose today. It's Friday. It's loose today. It's Friday. Let's go to uh, Karen. Karen, how are you? I am doing well, and I don't mean to blow smoke up your skirt, but you are really good and absolutely dead on. Please blow some smoke up my skirt. I love it when people blow smoke up my skirt. (laughs) (laughs) I have a correction, and then I would love to. Sorry. (laughs) How'd you know I was wearing a skirt? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but the fact that you're willing to talk about mental health, I call it the curse of awareness. And people who have the curse of awareness of what's happening in this country are burdened with trying to deal with it and figure out, how am I going to deal with this? Because it's heartbreaking, it's depressing, and yet you still got to deal with it. Um, yeah. Before going back to that, there's a correction that I had. I was stunned uh, to hear the gentleman talking about this case. I happen to be familiar with that case and i just to, just and, to jump in real quick i know very little about this this is uh, uh i i really don't know much about this case out of new Braunfels. so i'm as far as i know it's the same case and i'm humbly hoping that you will take it on and maybe even interview this man if he's not if he's not uh, uh muzzled you know right um this was not an immigrant bus this was a Biden Harris campaign bus. Oh. Oh my through. god, that's worse. Yes. So they they through. they showed up to protest or to you know make a showing around yes. this bus and then yes. they got sued. And they were they were Trump supporters holding Trump signs and guess what the charge was? I don't know what it is now. I haven't been able to follow the case, but I'm hoping with your megaphone you will take up that case and publicize it because people need to know. I think I um, sort of remember that now that uh, yeah. there was a, a Biden Harris. There was something about a Biden Harris bus uh, down there, yeah. Sorry, uh, up there. Yeah, I, I now I'm. Uh, yeah, I'll look into it and uh, yeah. learn and, more because I'm really, what? I'm really just, I'm just honest. I'm ignorant yeah. about it. I don't know a lot about it right now. You can't know everything, and and I'm turning <laughs> off the news more and more because it's so depressing. I, wa- I watch. Um, so, I don't watch nearly as much as I used to. Uh, honestly, yeah, I, I do this for Isn't a living. Amazing? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Is that for your own sanity? It's all about sanity, because if you go insane, that's just what they want. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> that's um, that's what they want. Yeah, they want you to lose your yeah, ass and you know, and go crazy. The charge that I remember initially as to how they could even bring such a case with probably a corrupt judge who wouldn't throw it out for right. stupidity mm. is because the people on the bus felt scared. Oh God! I swear to God, uh. they're scared, and so because of that, they can go after their political opponents who dare to support somebody different than who they want, and not that these people... (laughs) I love all these, you know, brave-ass, great revolutionaries, you know, and and, uh, we're going to make the powerful uncomfortable, and we're going to glue our asses to a a street to fight climate change. But, man, they, they sure do react when they get some opposition. Suddenly they're afraid... It's like that Australian chick that was afraid of all the American flags she saw when she came here. Yeah. They really are some some wimpy, well, fearful people. But they've they've learned that being a victim oh, yeah. is the greatest weapon Certainly. that you can ever yep. have, supposedly. Karen, I gotta I'm run, but that, yeah, the, I'm hoping that gentleman will call you back. And maybe be a guest, and yeah. you could investigate it with him. I'll do some reading on it over the weekend, because I, I just don't know much about it. But thank you so much, Karen. I love you. I love you, too. Bye. Bye. Call me. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go to Ben real quick. Ben, how you doing? Oh, I'm not bad, man. I love your show. I love you and Trey. Um, God bless you. First, I just want to say, you know, yes, the cor- the country's horrible, and I have people telling me that, you know, quit quit being so you always got to bring this up and bring that up. And I said, I'm just pointing out the bad stuff. I said, you say it doesn't affect your life. Now, look, we're paying for this for, for fuel. Now we're paying this for groceries, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I, I, that I want to get that on my chest, but I want to dip into this uh, mental health thing. Sure. The, uh, a little little controversial, but I want to ask your opinion and, and see what you think. I was I saw something in and lurked where he said this guy says that depression is a luxury and i thought wow that's kind of harsh right but then think about the guy think about the guy that you know has a little apartment maybe a little truck or a little car and you know doesn't really have his savings works all the time he can go through hard times he can have a bad day but whatnot but he doesn't have the luxury of not going to work he has to pay for his apartment there's no one else right you know, the, or it could be a guy or a girl, but you know, uh, you know, anybody they live um, on their own. I, I you know? that's a that's a great point. You know, um, what I would say is there are there are people listening to me right now who probably, without even realize it, realizing it, are suffering pretty chronic depression. They're still yeah. getting up and going to work. They're, they're still going exactly. about their lives. Uh, it, 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 the, 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 the diagnostic net on things like depression, anxiety, ha- have become so vast because they're trying to scoop as many people up as they can in that diagnosis yeah. so they can get them on the pills, they can get them on the, uh, on the pharmacology, you know, and, and, and that, I think that's a true thing. In other words, there's a whole lot of people, I think, who claim to have depression, claim to have anxiety, and I, I need to go home and have some wellness time and all that. And they're really not. I, I've really kind of done both, you know. And, it's all uh, in your head. It, well, your brain eh, is super strong. It, it your, is. Your, your it, brain is so powerful, you can tell yourself that you are not feeling, I mean, that you are feeling well when you're not. 
and you tell yourself that throughout the day, and it and anecdotal evidence, but I have done that, and by the end of the day, my sniffles and my cough, I did not feel bad. Well, I, no, yourself, I, I, no, depression is a real thing, but it, 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 again, there's so many people kind of wandering about under that label who may or may not actually have it, so to speak. That I do yeah, believe, I like right? I, through my own experiences, I do believe uh, that there, there is much more in your control than you realize when yeah. it comes to things like that. Because the, the, the leap right now is to put you on medication. I've been on. I can tell you, yeah. I've been on every freaking depression medication there is, and it always screwed me up. It never helped me at all. That's not saying there yeah. aren't people out there for whom it does. There are people who are right. so chronically depressed, it's the only way they can function. I get that. For me, right. though, it never worked. And what I always took notice of was how quickly. It used to be when I was, uh, when I was younger and I was interacting with mental health uh, professionals. That there was a process involved. There was a very long process that was involved before you got to the point where you were being prescribed meds. I can walk into any doctor's office in this country, fill out a depression inventory, and walk out of there with several pre- uh, prescriptions yeah. that are very powerful that part, chemicals right? that you really don't know. I- I've met many people who were more screwed up by the medications than by what, what brought them into the doctor's office to begin with. Um, right. So like and I, I, you know, I don't, I don't believe in addiction. Uh, that's another one. You know, it's like what, addiction. No, it's a decision. Yeah, it's a, di- it's a decision. No, you know, I you decide, um, you decide to do it. We it's, may have yeah, some I'm you, dis- I, I, debates I've there. Several, <laughs> I've been, well, I've been to a lot of AA meetings. I, I have that. too. I have too. I've been and to a I, lot of I AA meetings. The, the the basis of every single one is, you know, I finally made the decision to stop doing it. Uh, I. Finally made the decision to not do that. I finally, and it's like, yeah, it's a decision, buddy. Let Man, me, uh, let me, I, you know what? I'm just out of time. Let me, let me pick up from there when I get back. I, that's kind of a, that's kind of been All my right. wheelhouse right now. All right, Ben, I, I appreciate the call. We'll talk about that just a little bit more than we're. I'm just going to screw off for the rest of the show, and, and we're going to, you know, say some weird crap and laugh. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's talk station. Yes, people voice their opinions. You talk. We listen. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. Last caller opened up a whole bunch of <laughs> big old can of worms, and we got, I want to deal with that just for a little while because of, we, we seem to keep coming back to mental health issues, which I, I think uh, people, people right now in this moment are having a lot of issues with mental health. I think you know it. I know it. We all know it. Wasn't just COVID; it's everything else. And uh, my man uh, just called me. Was talking about you know uh, uh, mental health, depression, addiction, and choice, and and you know what you choose. And and I I agree that the the pathway for you to and I'm not an expert. Seven months without a drink doesn't make me an expert on anything. But but I, I, I'm just talking from my own experiences. You will never get to a better place, whatever that better place is for you, whether it's to get off the booze, get off drug addiction, uh, depression, uh, anxiety, all of that stuff. You are not going to even get on the road to any of that stuff until you reach a point where you, yes, you make a decision. And I can tell you as far as, I've been an alcoholic my whole life, so I can tell you as far as turning the corner for me, 
really was a, a decision, which was I need to do, I need to stop, and I need to stop for me. Uh, because where I failed time and time again is, well, I'm a, I, my wife, I don't want, I, I want, I got to stop for my wife, uh, I got to stop for the kid, uh, got to stop for Jesus, got to stop for God. You, you cannot do it for anybody. It sounds selfish as hell, but it's not. And I would say this is true of mental health issues as well, getting re- you know treatment for depression or whatever, just getting help. It's got to start with that decision. I need to do this for me. Right now, if you're an AA, which is a great org, I love AA. They they get people sober. People get sober every single day in this country because of AA. And a lot of them are were a thousand times worse than me, and at the end of the rope. But they will tell you that yeah, you, you you have to do it for yourself. You have to make a decision for yourself. Now, step number two is I'm going to let God take care of it for me, or I'm going to b- b- g- g- trust in my higher power, trust in whatever it is you you believe in. You know, then you start seeking support. But the initial decision is, I have to do this for me. And and that's where I kind of turned a corner. Now, as far as how you get better, whatever it is, uh, I, I'm of the philosophy that well, whatever works for you. Everybody's a little different. Whatever, work, whatever methodology, <laughs> you know, works for you, then go with that, right? <laughs> If it's AA, go with AA. If it's medication, go with medication. If it's going to church, it's going to church. If it's being with your family, be with your family. Wh- whatever it is. Building model airplanes. I don't care. Whatever it is that works for you, do more of that is, is my philosophy. Uh, now, there are things, though, that you don't have. I- I've also never been physically addicted to alcohol. I-, I-, I never stopped drinking and you know went into the DTs. I did experience that with pain meds. Uh, I've never been addicted to heroin. You know, those people go through hell when they stop and they do, they cannot do it alone. Uh, when I, cause I, all the pain meds I was on when I was in the hospital, what happened to me is I didn't realize how addicted I was. And so when my prescription ran out, which I never forget it was Easter weekend, uh, whatever year it was. And I ran out and I didn't think much of it cause I wasn't in pain anymore. I ran out Friday morning of hydrocodone and by friday afternoon easter weekend i was in full physical delirium tremens i I had the sweats uh i i i was shaking i couldn't get out of bed i couldn't eat i was hot i was cold I, i went through all that and not nearly as severe as some people do but i did experience it and baby there was no choice making over that weekend I had to go back to the, to the doctor. They had to give me more, and I had to be weaned off it. I could have wanted to stop taking hydrocodone all I want. You know, I could have made all kinds of choices. It wouldn't have mattered. I needed medical intervention to, to get me free of that. Uh, so, I, it, 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 you know, again, I, I do believe that, yeah, the dude's right. You, you have to get to a crossroads at some point, whatever it may be. Where you say it's it's this or nothing. I gotta do it for me, because that's what starts the journey. And however the journey pans out for you is however it pans out for you. I, I think we do have in the in the era of drugs being advertised on TV, uh, big pharma, uh, sort of the selfieism that I was talking about earlier with with uh, social media is that 
there, a lot of the stigma and shame that used to come with certain kinds of things really isn't there. People very proudly trot out their diagnoses these days. And I've got this, and I've got that. And I, and I, I think you're right in that there is people can use that to some, you know, ego-based need. And, and I think that's unfortunate because it really does dilute the reality of people who do suffer from really, really horrible things like chronic depression. And I've been there, too. Uh, and, and addiction and all that stuff. Uh, so, I, you know, again, it, 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 just speaking for my own life, I can tell you that I am extremely protective of my freaking mental health in that I don't take anything on. I don't let other people's bullcrap get into me. I I don't let the world bother me. Uh, I can tell you that since I stopped drinking, uh, because when I was a a drinker, everything bothered me. (laughs) I was anxious all the time. Everything freaked me out. I was insecure as hell. Uh, and, and without the booze, nothing bothers me. I, I don't get, I mean, I, if there's a, if, if you're somebody who's dealing with this and you're having problems with the alcohol, cause that's what I predominantly talk about. I can tell you that once you do get past it, God, your life will be better. <laughs> It'll be so hard for anything or anybody or any circumstance to bother you. Because out of recovery, what you find is an incredible appreciation for just being freaking alive. And to a person, of all the people I know who have survived addiction, depression, a mixture of both, once they get past that, there is this just extraordinary gratitude for just freaking being alive. Which in our society and culture is very easy to lose sight of. Because we're always gunning for something. We're always trying to accomplish something. We're always trying to get something or do something. And 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 the, the for me, anyway, this just me, the beauty of life is just just the existence of it. Just being in your life is wonderful. And not having to worry about stuff and not having to be stressed out and not having to be anxious. Uh it's a gift. It's a blessing. It's wonderful. I love God. It's it's you know, it's just it's 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 a much I wish I'd have done it years ago. So good luck. God bless you. We'll be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? This is my dumb little show. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Um, let me say a couple of words to brighten your day, especially you dudes out there. Christy Noam. Yeah. Doesn't she look good in overalls and in a utility belt with the little ponytails going? I'm sorry, I had to put that out there. I got Christy Noam on the brain, uh, governor of South Dakota. Uh, and then we'll talk about Ken Paxton and the real big story of the day. Um, Christy Noam, they're having a, a big old rally in South Dakota tonight. And it's 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 advertised as a a fundraiser for South Dakota, South Dakotan uh, Republicans. But guess who's going to be there? Donald Trump's going to be there. And uh, Chrissy Noam is, uh, you know, obviously uh, folks are asking her about uh, is she going to be on the ticket if he gets the nomination? Is she going to run? Would she be, would she consider running with Donald Trump as his, uh, as his VP? 
And she talks about that because because a lot of folks are are seeing are, are thinking. I guess the buzz is she's going to you know endorse Donald Trump officially tonight uh, during this rally in, in Rapid City. Uh, but she, as far as the VP thing, she's she's been playing this really well. I like her a lot. I I mean, yeah, she's cute. But I mean, I I I really like what she represents. Um, I, I think, you know, she's, she's doing the same thing that DeSantis was doing where she's just being an ass kicking governor of a state talks about freedom a lot, you know, and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, keep the man off my uh, front porch there. And we got to fight this, uh, insurrection, if you will, the federal government trying to take over everything and the country going down the crapper. I mean, she's, she's really got a great message. Uh, as being the governor of South Dakota. But, you know, when people start asking, one thing I'll say uh, before I, let me rewind here. She's not running for president, which I think was wise on her part. And certainly she wants to. It wouldn't surprise me if she had presidential ambitions. Most of them do. But Christine uh, or, or uh, uh, Noam is, uh, is, is smart in that she knows this ain't the time to do it. Christine, this is not the time. This is not the race. This is not the moment. She's young like DeSantis. She's got plenty of time. Just focus on being an ass-kicking governor of a state. DeSantis decided to jump the gun. No, I'm going to run for president. I I really think that didn't work. It hasn't worked out for him very well. Whereas, had he just focused on his gig as a governor, he was getting a lot of great press. So I don't know. I, I I think she's great. She's saying though, what she says is, well, if I'm asked, I'll think about it. She said yesterday on Fox, we have not discussed it at all. Uh, she says uh, if she was asked, yeah, I'd have to consider it. Uh, I think ev- this is very smart on her part. I think everybody would have to consider it if they were asked that question. It's such an important time in our history where we see constitutional freedoms being undermined by leaders across this country almost every day. So in other words, she's framing it like, well, if he asks me, I'll do it because I have a responsibility to try to to try to save this country. And if I have if I'm given that opportunity, well, yeah, I got to take it. And I think I think, I, you know, I, I, I what do you think? I think that would be a killer ticket. Because look, I don't know what how this thing with Donald Trump is going to pan out. I mean, they're they're <laughs> you know, they're doing everything they can to prevent him from ever getting into the Oval Office again. I'm kind of with Tucker. I'm sorry. At some point, they're just going to have to kill him. But he he's not backing down. He he's continuing on. And I think putting Christie. No, I think I, actually, honestly, I think she's the best choice possible. I, I don't know. I mean, she's a woman. You know, I, let's play identity politics here. She's not a black woman. She's not a lesbian black woman, <laughs> which checks off all the boxes. But, you know, she she's a, a strong, independent, freedom-loving woman. Uh, and uh, it's it wouldn't hurt Donald Trump to have a female, uh, an actual female, uh, running on the other end of that ticket along with them, I think they'd make an unstoppable pair. I, I think you'd have to cheat. You'd have to do all kinds of things on the other side to prevent them from just uh, from doing very, very well. I mean, look at the numbers. 
Look at where Trump is in regards to everybody else on the primary tra- trail who's running against him. There, there, there's no, they're not even on the same planet. I think Christy Nolan would be a great choice for him. Uh, because look, look what's going on. The other they, they, look, they 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 wanted Biden in there as a stooge, as somebody they could control. They got what they wanted. Uh, I think he's declining a lot quicker than they anticipated, and he's also an a hole. So they're having a deal with that aspect of of Joe Biden. Even Democrats don't like Joe Biden at this point. But who do they got? And what do they got? <laughs> I mean. We're, we're hearing more presidential bullcrap about Kamala Harris. Now, in your mind, okay, on, on one side of your brain, think of Christy Noem. On the other side of your brain, think about Kamala Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't ask Kamala to explain South Dakota and North Dakota. Oh, God. Because you know how South it's Dakota... Go. Okay, is a state that's a Dakota, and it's in the South. Whereas North Dakota, also being a state and a Dakota, is 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 in the North, which is higher than the Dakota that's in the South. I mean, you know, putting uh, Christy Noem in your mind right next to Kamala Harris, it's you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like looking at uh, uh, you know Michelangelo standing next to Curly from the Three Stooges. You know, there's really no comparison whatsoever. One is an exceptional human being, passionate and and, and uh, determined and, and intelligent, and the other is a complete dumbass. <laughs> I mean, can you get more dumbassy than Kamala freaking Harris? And you know what, baby? She might be the next president of the United States of America. They're going to have to cheat their asses off, but they're about it, man. So I don't know where you are in the Christy Noem thing, but I, I think Christy Noem, a, a Trump Noem ticket would be in, 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 a, in a real election, <laughs> which, you know, the, the jury's out on whether or not we're going to have anything resembling a real election. They would be unstoppable, man, because Christy Noem is another one who, one of the, I, I, I've said this for a number of years now, that Trump, you know, when Trump came out, you know, he, he, what he was saying, when you started listening to what he was saying, he was saying what everybody was thinking. Well, everybody who, you know, ultimately ended up supporting him. We're a great country, need to be great again. I'm sick of apologizing for being an American. Uh, need a strong border. We need a strong foreign policy against the bad guys. Need to loosen up the. I mean, he was, he was, he was. Donald Trump was voicing a lot of the frustration that a lot of Americans were were feeling uh, inwardly at the time. He gave voice to that. I think that's what made him. It also is what made him a great president and a very effective president. I think she has that quality. Now you look at a guy like Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy and Trey and I were talking about that off about that guy off mic. He was on Fox earlier. Something about that guy just um, is not sitting right with me. He's a little too smooth. Uh, he, I told Dre, he puts out a lot of red meat. You remember the list of 10 things uh, that he put out a couple of weeks ago of stuff he wants to do or whatever? It was all red meat. They were all bullet points for your, your atypical 
conservative uh, Trump supporter in America in the year 2023. It's a little too perfect. Something about that guy, I don't know. There's a part of my brain where the spidey sense is going off that he's some kind of Trojan horse. Noam, she's the real deal. She's genuine, and everybody knows it. So I, I think, I don't think, I really don't, I can't think of anybody else that I think would have as much power and, and influence and weight or would bring as much power and influence and weight to that ticket uh, who, who could actually be in the same room with a guy like Donald Trump who tends to dominate and suck all the uh, air out of the room, any room he's in. I think, she, I think she's a good balance to him, and I, 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 I think it would be a great ticket. What do you think? Here's Vincent. Vincent, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Sean? Hey, much, I just want to kind of, take a few steps back to the whole mental health issue sure. uh, deal. I, I think we're going to end up going down a real slippery slope with this in, in, in a sense that they're going to use that to take away our gun rights. I think we're starting to see some of that going on in Tennessee to where if you're prescribed certain mental health medications, it, it, it may keep you from owning a gun. Sure. And then the slippery slope is, is it could go down as far as how many headaches do you have a day? How often do you have migraines? What medications are you on? And the doctors are slinging out mental health medications like it's candy. And now we have all our military folks coming back with PTSD. And once they start trying to attach all this to mental health, it's uh, it's going to be almost like the abortions, right? Well, I, I I agree with you that the bad guys will use mental health stuff, race stuff, economic stuff, uh, crime stuff. They'll use anything they have to to accomplish certain things, and one of them is get you away from your gun. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, but but they're, they're what I was talking about at the last hour are, are almost two different conversations. Uh, in that, yeah, the bad guys are going to use anything they can to accomplish what, what they want to accomplish. Uh, but but that, that's a different discussion from, like, mental health issues, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I mean, you yeah, look at these it, it, red flag laws where anybody can accuse you of being weird or having issues, and a man's going to knock on your door and, and want to come on in and take your guns because you're a threat of some kind. I don't believe in red flag laws. Uh, we already have laws on the books as far as gun ownership in this country. Uh, but you're yeah. right. I mean, they will use mental health stuff, and they've already tried it. And probably, I think yeah, they're actually we- successful in certain states to to actually, you know, flag people who have had issues. Or, you know, you could see that leaching or, into the know, area of prescriptions. And if you're taking a certain kind of prescription, you you shouldn't uh, be allowed to own a weapon. So I I agree. You're you're right. You're absolutely right. It's a... Or or what if, what if we have to have a mental health evaluation before even purchasing a gun? It, it could just go on and on. Well, like don't give any ideas. You know. <laughs> exactly. I, right. It's been on my mind for a while. That's good. But, that's hey, good point. Great talking to you. Sean. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the call, man. Just run for president. They don't worry about mental issues. Uh, uh, as long as you're a Democrat. <laughs> The Biden family are they? They could you could write textbooks <laughs> and train future mental health professionals uh, on the diagnostics surrounding the freaking Biden clan. You know, the problem is they, there's there's a lot of mental uh, mental health chaos going on in that family. It doesn't help that on top of that, they're also a bunch of greedy a holes. <laughs> Not. 
210. Let's talk about bras. We're going to talk about braziers and bras when we get back. Oh, also, apparently, uh, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Fallon is an a-hole. So we'll, we'll talk about that as well. And the death of late-night TV in America. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I got it. News Talk 550 KTSA. Is that James Brown? Yes, sir. Why <laughs> I was laughing, I hear him. I mean, it's great music, but... It was requested by the bald wonder that wins awards for his newscast. Don Morgan requested this. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta move. 210-599-5555. And Sean, hi. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. My wife just sent me a, a text. Do you have diarrhea? Uh, you know, I don't even, I don't, I, I, you know, it's just something, I just, right before I went on the air, I got a text from my wife. Do you have diarrhea? No, I don't. Do you? I, I guess they're, no, people aren't, they're not feeling well at my house. I'm sorry. I, I really was just distracted by that. So I had to ponder that for a second. Let's talk about braziers. I, I don't, I don't know. Drake, he's a rap guy, right? Drake's a rap guy. He's not a duck. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's a. I don't know anything about rap. I'm a white guy. Rap scares the crap out of me. Okay, it just uh, I'm, I think it's supposed to scare me. I'm supposed to be afraid of rap. I, I'm a white guy. Even Eminem scares the crap out of me. I mean, he's a white guy. So I don't know much about Drake. But it's it's a news story. This is a news story. The Drake uh, posts, I guess, on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Aren't you sick of that crap, too? And he posts a picture of himself with dozens of bras. Just dozens of bra, hundreds of bras. Because I guess when when Drake is doing a concert, women throw their bras at him. And he keeps them. He collects them. And uh, and I'm happy for him, but I you know it's great. I I got nothing. I love bras; they bring a lot of joy to the world. You know, uh, when they're worn by biological women, that is. But I and I want to say this to you guys because I I brought this up earlier, and I'm I'm still just as I, I I'm at that stage in life where I'm really not that hip anymore. You know what I mean? Like I don't want I don't even know how people freaking talk half the time. And, and Drake puts out this picture that makes international news of him with a bunch of braziers, you know, stacked up behind him. And the caption on the picture says this. Remember when we both forgot who the blank eye was in unison? That wavelength was deaf a foolish one. I don't know what that means. I have no... James, I, I still... I think I can translate. I really don't know what he's saying there. I think what does he mean? I think he's saying, remember when y'all wrote me off unanimously? Is that the word he used? Or in Remember unison? when we both forgot who the blank I was in unison? Yeah, that's what he was like. Uh, you forgot who I am. That I'm wave, Drake. We got it wrong with our wavelength. Our wavelength was deaf a foolish one. It was a, it was a bad move to forget about me, Drake. And here I rapper. am with all these braziers because I'm still relevant. And women are still throwing their bras at me. 
Is that what I'm? Is, that's what that's what it, is at the essence of what he's saying. Yes, that's the that's the translation you'll understand. Yes. Remember when we? I did the. <laughs> I did my Dylan Thomas voice earlier today when I was reading. Remember when we both forgot who the blank I was in unison? That wavelength was deaf, a foolish one. Rapper Jaleel comments, Bra got a library full of bras. Praying for dude that had to lay these out. They're organized by size. That's great stuff, man. I, I just I don't know what a lot of people are saying these days. I don't get the lingo, man. There was a little Catherine Hepburn in there on your... Bra got a library of bras. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's terrible, man. You ever get a bra thrown at you? Yes. Yeah? Was that like a show? Was it a gig thing? Yeah, it was on stage. It's cool. It's it's fun. I've never had a brassiere. Th- I threw a bra at my wife the other day. I, I just she was she was telling me I smell bad, and so I threw her bra at her because she's always telling me I smell bad. So you stink, and I'm like, oh yeah. And I threw a bra at her. No. I like bras. Aren't bras fun? When the panties get thrown on stage, that's yeah, I, that's no disease germs. You, you look at the stage manager, and you're like, no. yo, yo. Come get this. I'm not touching. People it. buy other people's underwear online for like thousands of dollars, man. No, the panty, keep the panty. Keep your underwear. Keep your undergarments to yourself. Okay, the bras are fine. In fact, if anybody wants to ever come by the radio station and toss bras at me while I'm on the air, it's okay. Unless you got an underwire going, they tend to be kind of squishy. They're not going to cause any real injury. If the umber, if the underwire is poking through, that could take out an eye. But you know, basically, bras are fairly. You know what I mean? Because like we have this thing right now where people are on stage and people are throwing stuff at them, and they get injured. Yeah, you rarely hear about somebody you know suffering uh, a performer suffering some kind of physical injury because somebody chucked a, a wonder bra at them. You know what I mean? I'm just putting it out there. I just wanted to talk about bras. It's the only reason I brought this story up, so I go on the air and talk about braziers. And not because you're a big Drake fan. I don't know, even know who he is. I, I, I know very little about him. He's Canadian. Don't worry about it. What do you mean? He's Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. He's a Canadian rap guy? And he used to be on Nickelodeon. His first acting career, he played a wheelchair kid in high school. Holy crap. Yeah. So shouldn't it be, remember when we both forgot who the eh I was in unison? Eh? What's that old boot? It's a jelly. <laughs> so anyway, there's my big uh, earth-shattering Drake story. I love bras. Hey, do you ever? Uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't go there. Go ahead, do it. Well, I might as well. I got to freak you out this, a little you've bit. You've gone this far. Yeah. What does Don carry? Well, I'm just leaving. saying. When you <laughs> kind of know you're in a Hispanic neighborhood when you go to the Walmart, you know. Oh boy. And they're all D cups hanging. I'm just saying. What, do you ever like take a? You know what I mean? Like, oh, who fills that one out? Yeah, you've never had that thought when you walk by the brazier section at Walmart and you oh, see and one, that's okay, one really that's really big, and you go, whoa. One that's like not to meet her. <laughs> right, no, yeah, I'm just saying. And then Edre Velichez says, D-Cops! D-Cops! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. You know, oh, here in a Hispanic man. Walmart or Hispanic neighborhood with a Walmart, when the bra section looks, looks like the camping aisle. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry at all. You're like, a little animal. What like the hell is tents. wrong with you? No. Like tents. Oh, God. All right. 2105. You, know, you do that, but, but where I come from, when you, when you see something like that, it's always the same thing. I bet she's a terrific swimmer. <laughs> 
At Don's Walmart, there's a lot of like yoga pants. You know? <laughs> my wa- my Walmart, you got cup yeah. Z's everywhere. All right, yeah, we got the two- fancy Sybil Walmart going on. <laughs> 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Make your smart speaker smarter. Stream us. Okay, getting smarter now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Yeah, get the Fridays. But uh, we do have some folks on the phone that would like to talk about some serious stuff. Let's let's talk to Sam. He's been on hold forever. Sam, how you doing? Good morning, Mr. Arreaga. Hey, um, earlier this morning, you and... Uh, hang on. When he calls me Mr. Ariaga, just so you, in case you don't know, my wife's last name is Ariaga, so he calls me Mr. Ariaga. I always have to make sure people understand why you're doing that. Well, you're an adopted. You're adopted by us. <laughs> hey, earlier on the, on the Gumby show, you guys were t- talking about the money spent um, by the buoys. Well, 99000 Migrants have crossed the border this year. That's a whopping twelve million dollars that we're going to mm. spend giving each migrant two thousand one hundred twenty dollars, right. and those people of older age that are put in only get fourteen hundred. And my last thing is, you know, before you lost all that weight when you got sick, <laughs> you got you lost a lot of weight, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I got to lay off the ice cream because I'm gaining gaining some of it back. <laughs> well, my question was, you know, before you lost all that weight. What size bra were you? I was a solid D cup. So oh, I'm down man. to more close to a C right now. Like I, I'm a small C right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not as hefty as I was. Thank you for the call. Yeah, he's a weird guy, isn't he? Yeah, Sam's just a weird guy, isn't he? Such a weird guy, man. That's your buddy. I have thought about taking my wife's last name though, just for poops and giggles. I think right. it would be funny. I think yeah, it'd be like cool. A John Lennon type thing. Yeah, because it'd actually just go. I'd be Sean Ariaga. Right. And people think I'm Mexican. You know, I just... <laughs> it's going to be an interesting thing to do. I get bored of my own last name sometimes. Jimmy Fallon. Now, you, you know, I, I don't know where you were on this or you guys were. But I, 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 you know, I grew up a Johnny Carson fan as far back as I can remember. First of all, I've always been a night owl, so I would stay up late and watch TV in my room. And I watched Johnny Carson every freaking night, man, all the way up until he left. I was a Johnny Carson Tonight Show fan, and I think he really, even more so than Jack Parr and, and some of the other guys that came before him, in that he really defined what that is. Um, famously, Johnny Carson didn't, you know, he talked about politics, he made jokes about politicians, and he made jokes about the president. He made jokes about the news. But you never know. You never knew what his politics were. Uh, and he did a famous, now infamous, uh, interview back in the day with 60 Minutes where they asked him, he said, well, why don't you get more, why don't you say, we got so many bad things going on, why aren't you more vocal on your show, you're very influential. You have a massive audience every night. Why don't you talk more about politics? He's like, because that, that's not why people are tuning in to me. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who finishes their day. They've had a long, stressful day. I'm an entertainer. I'm, I want to entertain them predominantly. I want them to have a good time. And he was magnificent at it. He, he was uh, also one of his, uh, one of the 
tenants of the of the Carson era, if you will, is that he he made the guest the star. It wasn't about him. It was about the person that he's talking to. He was a class act. He was the real deal. I haven't liked any of them since I didn't like I wasn't a Leno fan. I couldn't stand him. But when Fallon came along, I had some hope. I really because he's kind of the first, I guess, sort of Gen X guy who's who's, right. you know, taken over the Tonight Show. And a lot of the stuff that he was saying when he first went on the air, I was like, well, he he gets Carson's his hero. He'll be more like Carson. Maybe this will be a new era for the Tonight Show. And it really didn't end up being that. Uh, and now there's all this crap coming out about him that, that he's that he's. I don't even. What's a showrunner? I don't. I don't even know what a showrunner does. What is that like a set producer or what the hell is a showrunner? Yeah, that's that's kind of a big title. Big you, title. Yeah, if you're a showrunner, you're you're a little higher up than like a production assistant. Oh, okay. Well, he, several showrunners, I guess, who are former showrunners, are coming out and saying that he's really awful to work with. He's demeaning. He's insulting. I guess there's some alcohol trip going on with him too. That, but I've I've heard about that for from Fallon for for years. That you know he's got some issues there. I you know I I don't know I I a lot of them are struggling right now because they don't have their damn writers right. But I, I'm sorry, late night TV died a slow death a long time ago. I mean uh, I, I I don't watch any of it. I'm not. Colbert, I think, is insufferable. Colbert was great when he was doing the Bill O'Reilly type character, and he was kind of making fun of that kind of a guy. You know that I thought Colbert was was really funny in those days. Once Colbert went with being Colbert, God, he's a drag, you know. And all of them have broken the first rule of Johnny Carson. Because what Carson said when he was asked, I think it was Dan Rather that asked him, you know, why don't you do more? opinion stuff why don't you talk more about your politics and he said you get into trouble as an entertainer when you start taking yourself too seriously and you look at like like especially kimmel and all these guys they just take them their their political it's kind of like saturday night live the politics have really taken over the whole format and it's just no fun at all anymore man it just really isn't you know i mean i i think that and this is just me thinking which, you know, hold your nose. Um, it's the culture we live in where suddenly people feel, not everybody, but a lot of people who are in positions like that feel that every word they say is the most important thing you're going to hear yes. in your entire life. Yes. And I am going to change everything about your existence in the next 15 seconds. <laughs> and they take that approach, to, and so, you know, and they just lay it out there and... At the end of it, you can either, you know, whoa, geez, you know, he was right. Or you can be like the rest of us saying, showbiz is showbiz. <laughs> you know? Well, if, if he's reflecting, if they're reflecting what you believe, you're going to love right. it. Oh, yeah. yeah, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But the rest of us are like, huh, I'm going to drag. But, you know, yeah, it, it feels preachy. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and you can feel either way about it. And you, you can go back to like Carson where he didn't really pick one side. of Everybody was a target. And I thought it was great. It was, he made fun of everybody. Whoever yeah. the sitting president was. They got it. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, so, and sometimes the jokes were funny and sometimes they were not. And, and he knew that. Right, right. Uh, well, it was funny because when a joke would go lame, he would kind of do that take to the camera, which right. I know that joke yeah, sucked. I know that was bad, right. But that was what was brilliant yeah, about him. It was him. bad in rehearsal. It's even worse now. 
right, type right, of thing. Right. Well, Saturday Night Live should listen to themselves in rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> they suck, man. When, when's the last time that show was any good? But you just described exactly what happened to SNL, Don. Yeah. Well, it is. When, they when every, all when, started taking themselves way too seriously. And when yeah. everybody was in the crosshairs, it was probably more viewed. Now right. that it's skewed, they've lost viewers. They've They're lost about a to lot fall. of audience, man. And, and late, late night television in America used to be just a huge deal. It was even it was certainly it overshadowed daytime TV. Yeah, but it was you know it was a good way to kind of get a break from it all. Well, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you most watch, people were wrapping up their day with that. Yeah, and you're trying to just forget about it, or you're up late for whatever reason or another. Right. You know? uh, but they would come on and they would do different things. I guess you know now they just assume that all you want to hear about is is politics. Yeah, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, it's are, exhausting. You know, that's what people want to talk about, but really, that's not all they're thinking about. Sure. Um. So it, it's it's good to have different uh, different variety and different points of view or whatever, and you can always. You know, share your point of view in a way that people won't. It won't be so obvious. Is I guess what or I'm trying tribal, to say. Tribal, you know what I mean? It's really if, tribal if you, in a way. Like like poetry and music and anything else. If you 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 feel a certain way about something, but you translate it into a way that's an artistic form, and, and, and whether or not you agree with it, you'll appreciate it a little bit more. I Where think now that's it's a just trick. so blat- yeah. it's so blatant. Um, yeah. You know, you listen to old rhythm and blues music, right? The, the you know the lyrics are are filthy, but you don't really you know dust right. my broom, hey, <laughs> you know, and that's what they the innuendos were there, and it, you just you kind of dug it, but you appreciated the right. fact that they were being artistic about it in a way yes. that your mom and dad wouldn't ever be into what you were, what was going on. Where now it's just like here it is, you know, we're gonna drop the f bomb fifteen times in the next thirty seconds. Well, yeah, oh, where's, the, where's the creativity in that? The, the, it's kind of the same thing for me with with these late night talk shows. Yeah. Where you can take a dig at somebody and be creative about it, and it's just not there anymore. No, it's 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 very mean spirited. There's yeah, not a lot of create. You're right, not a lot of artistry to it. It's the, pretty artless stuff. You know, there was a time where, where I would, you know, <coughs> when I was working at night, I'd get home at around twelve thirty as David Letterman was coming. Oh out. yeah, he used to be great. And, and back in I, the early days, what I appreciated about him is I kind of got where where he stood on different things. Right, but. In the end, and he would say, often say this, it's just a joke. Yes. You know, it's just a There was an irreverence yeah, to exactly. it. Exactly. I got to take a break, and then we'll talk about something else when we get back. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Stay out of backups and jams. Get the latest traffic and weather together throughout the day. San Antonio's News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Sean Show. It's 1051. Um, well, we've reached kind of a bittersweet moment uh, in the broadcast today, and I want to bring up my brother Don Morgan here. Uh, in that, well, and you've talked about this already, that you, you are not leaving KTSA. Right. right, right. Is it cool if we talk about this? Sure, is, go ahead. Uh, you're you're going to be off for a week, and then you're going to be back on the air like you normally are, and right. you'll be there every day. You f- physically are. You guys are moving, right? So physically, you're not yeah. you're not going to be here. Yeah. And you and I, I'll never forget the day you walked into this radio station. <laughs> I think I said to to, to uh, James's predecessor, uh, I said. 
Who's the big bald guy, man? <laughs> Looks like something out of a James Bond movie. Right. <laughs> you know, you were just... You, Dr. They, Evil over there. God, can you believe how long ago that was? You know, and, and it's funny because, um, as we've mentioned, I'm, I'm moving from the area. Yeah. And uh, it was 10 years ago tomorrow, September 9th, 2013, that I jumped in my the Jeep that I had at the time and left Maine to come here. Oh, my God. So ten year, almost 10 years to the day, I'm heading even further west, <laughs> you know, which is really bizarre. Right. Um, but, but, yeah, I'll be, I'll be leaving the area. And uh, the story behind all that is my wife um, accepted a job with a company in, right. in Oregon, and uh, it was one of those uh, once-in-a-lifetime, holy smokes, how did this happen? Right. Um, so, you know, who am I to say, well, you know, let's just stay here. I know that's what you really want to do with your life, but come right. on. It's all about me here, right? And, you know, who am I to do that? Um, and so uh, we had come to the decision to, to, to leave the area. And, in fact, I went into uh, Greg Martin's office about a month ago and said, you know, that September 8th will be my last day. I, I resigned and, and walked right. out the door. And as I got in my truck, my phone rang, <laughs> and it was Greg. And, and uh, you know, and I thought, you know, being in radio for as long as I have, whenever you, you would hear about this often, people would resign from their job. Here's my two weeks, you know, and before you get outside, they've changed the locks until you don't come back. <laughs> Bob doesn't work and, anymore. And, yeah, and I thought, well, here's where he's telling me, you know, don't come back. You know? oh, and man, so, yeah. uh, um, and it was, and it was Greg. And he's like, hey, bud, you know, you know Greg. <laughs> and, hey, bud. Uh, I want you to think about something. And he, and he proposed to me that I, you know, that I could work continued being on the show with you guys from from my new home and um you know technology is a wonderful thing you know, if we, and, and i was talking to lance the big boss a little while ago if we learned anything from COVID, it's that anything is possible yeah um yeah and so greg proposed this to me and i i talked to, to my wife about it and we thought well it's better than me sitting around doing nothing because that was the plan <laughs> right uh, the plan was i'm, I'm gonna retire and just take it easy and, right and uh you know, get a job mowing the lawn at the golf course or something. Like <laughs> Walmart greeter. And, and the big question from my kids when I would tell them this was always, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, what do you think I should do? And they say, well, I don't know. I've never known you to do anything else. And like, right. no, me, me neither. But um, we'll give it a shot. So Greg asked me to do this, and I, I thought, well, we'll give it a try. And right. um, so if you're happy about that, you can you can thank Greg and Lance. And if you're pissed off about it, blame Greg and Lance. <laughs> you know, it's I am extremely thankful for that. Uh, uh, you know, y- you have been such a huge part of my world personally since you came here. We were both at each other's weddings. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and I just again, I'm I'm thankful that you're staying with us. You know, professionally, I'm I, mean, I am sad that you're leaving physically and right. You know, because you have been uh, honestly just one of the most positive uplifting and best friends i think i've ever had in radio i mean you've just always been there for me and my family through everything that has happened over the past decade and and i I cannot thank you enough for that it's been my pleasure ryan and and that'll continue i'm just not going to be able to help you move anymore Thank I'm not God. moving anymore. I'm not going anywhere. You didn't help him with the garage. You just no, stood there. No, well, he I, did I, fine. I, did. I showed up and I moved a couple of two by fours, <laughs> and uh, 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 Mr. Gallant had it under control. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I, you know, and I know, I know Mr. Gallant somewhat. He's from Maine, also. Oh yes, and, that's and right. And He's a great dude. If there's one thing I know about guys from Maine, stay the hell out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. I just kind of like need a hammer, you know, that kind of thing. But you know, what am I going to do? Well, you, you, I mean, the whole. 
what, what is your line? What is wrong with you? Or, yeah, you know, I mean that that has become such a a a part of 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 our world together with folks. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm gonna miss you. I'm really gonna yeah. miss you. Uh, not being here in San Antonio, I'm very happy for what for what you're doing, and you know, I know it's a huge thing for Georgia, and and uh, I want you to be happy and well. Yeah, but I know I'll see you again. Oh, I yeah, know but, I'll be it, seeing you. You again. know, and as I told as I told Lance and Greg and everybody else, you know, I still have, you know, my I still have some of my kids live here. Oh, you'll be back. Yes, um, you know, I, <laughs> yes. My, my two grandsons, the two of my grandsons live here, um, and I've been in their lives since they were since the day they were born. So, right. Um, so yeah, I, I you know I have to come back, and I still have. You know, business dealings here and what have you, and right. so you know I'll, I'll still come back and do the show from the studio from time to right. time. Um, but you know, as I think the 18th is the day we're we're aiming for, and I can promise you we we will not go on the air with this until it is absolutely oh, yeah. flawless. Um, yes, and it will be, and and that's that was the goal from day one. If we can make this work and make it seem like nothing has changed, then we're going to go for it. Right. Um, but so you know, there are going to be some glitches to work out. And sure. If anything happens that that first Monday, I am very sorry things happen. You Radio know, is not an exact yeah, science. It'll exactly. Be all right. It's not perfect. And if you right. can see how we hold, hold things together in here, sometimes you wonder, <laughs> oh my you god, know, how how are you even able to do this? But uh, but you know, we'll, we'll get on with it as soon as we can, and uh, we'll continue uh, just doing the, the best we can. And that's all. You know, every day I come in, it's like just do the best you can, and. Uh, you know, that's just well, what we try to do every day. It's going to be fine because you're top shelf. I mean, you are the best of the best. Oh, you, you. you are, you know, I, no worries. It, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And, uh, Good, because uh, I would have sucked at cutting the grass at the country club, Yes, so. you would have. <laughs> that bald you know. guy took off with a tractor again. He's drinking a beer and he's got a stripper on the fender. How did that happen? How did this happen? Yeah. It's just amazing to me how quickly time goes. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, I, it's, I've never worked at any place for, for 12 years. Yeah. Or for you, was it 11 years altogether? 10 years. 10 uh, years. 10 all years all, oh, 10 years month. tomorrow. 10 years yeah. tomorrow. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's just been a, a – and it's going to continue to be a joy yeah, well, uh, it'll, working it'll, with you. It'll still be just as much fun, I promise you. You just won't be smelling me anymore, that's all, Thank you know. And sometimes I you, smell Jesus. pretty ripe, you know, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> today, though. You had a deep condition yesterday. Everybody's going to be hell for not wearing a hat. Yeah. I deep conditioned my hair last night. So every now and again, right. i got to take the hats off and let my scalp breathe. <laughs> And plus, I wanted to show you, Don, just how much body I have in my hair. You know, oh, I, I used that, uh, Breck last night. Like so I... Don's scalp is breathing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> my scalp is hyperventilating. <laughs> well, I love you and uh, safe journeys, and we'll Thank talk you. to you when we go on the air again, okay? Very soon, I promise you. All right, my brother. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs> 